Curtis Cole is an Austin-based photographer and painter. Recently, his career has seen some great opportunities come his way. Fresh off the heels of a big commission, Curtis is looking for ways to get closer to the community. His unique approach to creating eye-catching works has led to some inbound opportunities. Let's get started and hear what he has to say. And the cool thing is, this is really exciting. Um, while that was at the framer this week, the framer called me up and said that the medical officer for NASA from the original Saturn and Apollo missions lives here in Austin and was in there getting one of his pictures framed. He's not an artist, but he's picking something up and he saw this picture and said, I want that. I want to buy that picture. So we priced it out and quoted him and he is uh said said so far sounds cool he wants to check with his wife and whatever but that's like maybe gonna be the second sale second to ten yeah and then he has more nasa people coming in before you know you're the first so. artist on the moon <laughs> i hope so that's, that's awesome cool. and that's the great thing about art is making it to begin with and then the joy when i see something done is knowing that if it has, if it makes the connection with people, that's like a magic carpet ride to, to experience, to meeting mm -hmm. people, to just the enrichment of life, you know? Right. So, 100%. It makes life richer. It's, uh, yeah, there's people that need to be designated in society that kind of sit back and ponder things through and make beautiful pieces to reflect their mentality. And, and it brings people together. I mean, 100%. Art. Yeah, I think I've said it before that, you know, I could just imagine hunter gatherer days all the way through to today, whenever people have spare time in a society, you know, they want to create things and it's a driving force for uh, kind of who we are as humans. I agree. hundred percent. Well said. And we've already highlighted a good bit on you selling your art and like being a, because <clears throat> there's a good quote out there that, you know, in order to be, you know, if you're a really good author and you're good at writing um, and your work's not selling, it's, it's usually because you know, in order to be a best-selling author, you need to be a salesman. You need to be an author as well and combine the two. And just listening to you, first time that we've chatted, or really we've had two conversations before this. Um, and yeah, every time that's, I pick up the entrepreneurial, like, you know, go-getter, uh, finding opportunities for yourself, you know, following up with people, making sure that your work's perfect, all of that. That's, that's just a uh, perfect execution on the sales side. And marketing yourself, putting your putting your work in places that other people, you know, even with the frame, you know, people, I don't know if you could try to sell sell art to them, you know, so that that could happen more often. But that's pretty beautiful to see how these opportunities arise as you dig deeper and work harder, put yourself out there more. Um, so I don't know. I just want to touch on that. That's pretty cool. But let's just start from the top. Let's have a quick little, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, just tell us about yourself and uh, kind of what motivated you to get into art in the first place. Um, well, I love art. I love art of all forms. I love being creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, since I was a kid, I just enjoyed any situation that I was able to exercise my creativity, whether it be through drawing mechanical pictures of things that I wanted that didn't exist, which is, I think a lot of how it started when I was a child. And I was really small, you know, I would play with 
whatever was available, finger paints or, you know, whatever mud or, you know, whatever was, was there. Uh, but as I got older and really started to enjoy uh, drawing, it was, it was to get something done. It was to accomplish something. And that was my first motivation was um, I wanted something. So I would look for it. You know, we didn't have the internet, so I couldn't go on the endless search for what I was looking for and then eventually find it. I had to basically create it. So I would draw what I wanted, draw my, you know, a car that someday I would build and drive, draw a plane that someday I would fly and something like that. And, you know, draw a house that I wanted to live in or draw a plan for a city, whatever it was, you know, a piece of furniture, a cool chair, just because it was fun, you know, and it gave me an opportunity to exercise my imagination. Um, but not just drawing. Um, I also got into dabbled in cooking, you know, and I, I noticed that I was using the same part of my brain to cook. Um, and then as I started um, getting into my high school years, I started doing music. And that was a little difficult at first, but I could I could feel the music. It was in my soul. It was in my brain, but it wasn't so much in my hands. And it took me a lot of time of spending playing guitar to try to connect my thoughts with my instrument. It was a lot harder. It was a lot harder for me to think music than it was for me to think art. Uh, But for whatever reason, I pursued music harder at that point. I think I was more inspired by other musicians than, right, than I right. was inspired by other artists at that time. Right. Um, so I, I kind of followed in that, in that realm for quite a while. Um, and while doing that, I ended up doing some paintings, uh, doing my music when I was not rehearsing or recording or doing whatever with my band, uh, I, I started going and getting some canvases and getting into some painting. And I used to love to go to the used record store and pick up old R&B and funk records. Like my the, my favorite that I recall picking up was for $4, I got Sly and the Family Stone Small Talk. <laughs> and I, I remember, remember I had, my girlfriend had this like, old record player from when she was like a kid that wasn't very good at all. It sounded crappy, but it was awesome. And I put this Sly record on there. And I remember spending an entire weekend with the Sly and the Family Stone and a pot and many pots of coffee and a canvas and painting. And I ended up doing this picture. So that was in high school. No, this was, I was 22. Okay. Okay. I was 22 when I did this. this, but this was the first time that paint hit canvas for me. Oh, like, really? Like in a serious sense. Other than that, I was just experimenting just, with what it looked like. I wasn't really trying to accomplish anything, but this piece took me like two days and, um, and it, what, what's kind of fun about it was I didn't realize, but it sort of like, it was like this like horizon yeah, I was going to say, I can definitely see that there's a split and there. I, I don't wonder what the red translating into the yellow, like what you were trying to accomplish. 
If but I guess I'd have to listen to the song or to the band. It was like the whole album, but for the most part, I think what it was was like, it was just the free flowing feeling of the dualism of of life. How like hot and cold, hot and cold, mm-hmm. hot and cold. Like I'll sometimes when I'm taking a shower, I'll like crank the the water up super yeah. hot, and then I'll 100%. get super cold. Yeah, it feels you know great. just to see the difference, you mm-hmm. know, and then usually end up somewhere in the middle, of course. Right. But um, and then like the fun thing about this is is it started with the shape in the middle and what i do with those i've done others like it but what i do with those is i just kind of literally don't think at all i put the pen to the canvas and i don't stop until one point meets the other one and it has to have curves at all turns is kind of the goal um and i don't stop until it's done I alter it a little bit as I go through. I just enjoy the freedom of it. And right. to me, I see all kinds of things in this one. Like I see two creatures going in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. I see, like I said, the horizon. Maybe this is like the salt flats of like Nevada or your, something. Your like, curves look very uh, Mayan. Like it looks very, <clears throat> the, with the kind of bulbs and how they curve. And then there's kind of almost like a fractal branching off. Um I don't know. That's what I pick up from it. But I was just in uh, at a Mayan rune not too long ago. So, but yeah, she's like two little creatures. <laughs> that is cool. It man. Was, and it was, it's, it and was it's hanging on the wall still. I can tell that you're, you're motivated by it. Yeah. I mean, I still love it and, and um, I enjoy it. Um, but anyway, that's, that's the first, pretty much the first one that I did that I was like, I dig this. Okay. So, um, and then after that, did you just go crazy on painting or, or kind of how did that grow? I did, I did a few others like it that I, one of them's hanging way up on the, I would need a ladder to pick up off the wall to show you right now. But yeah, I did a bunch of others and, um, and, and I've enjoyed those. Um, and then, you know, I, I think I took a long break from it all and ended up doing a lot with video videography. Um, after I sort of got out of doing music for a while, I, 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 I'm at, I never really got out of it, but I mean, from pursuing it like two, four, seven, uh, I make, I guess I, you could say for the last 20 years, I've been making a living in directing and producing videos, uh, everything from commercials to music videos, interviews, generally arts and culture type stuff. Um, and I'm not just the guy telling someone what to shoot. I usually am the primary shooter. So I like to get my hands on the camera and see what's actually going into the lens. Right. And that, uh, sort of morphed into through that and the quality of iPhones getting really, really good. Me having a camera in my hands at all times with the iPhone in the last five years has really started to develop my photographic skills and then I realized, okay, I'm going to use some of my really nice video cameras, which also also shoot 40 and 60 megapixel stills. I'm going to take those and go reshoot some of these iPhone shots. And so it started to grow from there. And then clients locally, uh, friends that became clients saw what I was taking pictures of. I wasn't posting it online. I was just doing it. And they got all inspired and wanted to order some pieces. And, and then my commitment to 
quality on all levels. Cause it's like when someone buys your art to me, that's a legacy. You're leaving your legacy behind. Yeah. That is a trophy of who you are. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying from an ego standpoint, but you want people to not have your thing end up in a pile of garbage because right. it has right. no use. Exactly. You know, and that would be so, excellent. So that, so my, my commitment to quality in taking photographs, I guess you could say now the, the recent art is taking is shooting pictures of abstract things and then or 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 normal things and altering it in 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 a little in a little way or sometimes a larger way to create a new reality that at, at first glance people would know what it is that I took a picture of but because and let their brain and their own imagination sort of cast whatever it will on that piece but then but then when there's a reveal and I tell them what it is, it's always fun. Right. And they're like, oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see that, that looking at your art. I'm like, Man, I wonder what that really looked like to start. Cause I know that you've gone through your own little creative process to make it more on the abstract, but you start off with something that's pretty opposite. Usually it's uh, a lot of rectilinear. Type well, I will things. tell you this. Yeah, that's very different. This, this came from a photograph through the front windshield of my Jeep at the car wash. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it looks liquid, obviously, with how it is, but I, don't, I was hesitating to be like, yeah, it kind of looks like uh, a little bit of blood splat. <laughs> no. It's soap it and, yeah. soap on the windshield of my car at the car wash. That's I awesome. have a Jeep, so it's like got a kind of a flat windshield that is very, like, 45 degree angle up and down. Right, I was going to say that it doesn't look like uh, if you had it doesn't that, have it was a cheap, it. It was, right, exactly. Yeah, now that's uh, creativity right there. I mean, most people, I mean, how many people get their car washed and then how many of those people convert that into 10 limited edition paintings that NASA employees are buying? You know, like that's pretty damn awesome, man. Flatter me. No, I, I'm <laughs> super, I'm, I am so overjoyed that, that, what I think is cool is also being shared by other people and yeah. they're agreeing yeah. that it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that just blows my doors off because yeah, awesome. I just didn't know if it was cool. I was like, I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I show it to the guy I walk with. That's ah, cool. Yeah. I yeah, show it yeah. to my mom. She's like, that looks cool. You know? And like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, anyway, Boom. So, but yeah. Um, and that, you know, if I showed you the original of what this actually looked like, the so- the soap wasn't white, the right. strands weren't red, the you know there was so much going on that you'd see that you wouldn't even like if I gave the same picture to five hundred people they would come up with something different it wouldn't look like this. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome, anyway, man. it's fun. I enjoy yeah, it. that is, and that's on metal. It is on metal. It's on it metal. Is- so that's your main medium now. It's kind of the main medium for prints. I really like it on metal because it prevents having to do a paper print that gets framed with glass in front. It's got this glassy, you know, uh, coating to it. Anyway, I will, you know, I'll sign them, but you know, um, but this framed or, or they also do it 
you can do it a little differently. I kind of like them framed though. Framed metal prints is my favorite right now. I like the metal print idea um, a lot because it's durable. You know, one thing it's with durable. paint is that over time, you know, it starts to crack and fade and maybe some of the pigmentation changes with how much UV it receives. But with metal, it endures. And if you wanted to even, I mean, just I'm, I'm obviously trying to think creatively about how you can uh, create, you know, with the NFT type thing, which is obviously like a tax scam and money laundering. But the technology behind it sounds interesting. It's like if you can find a way to incorporate that type of ledger to something physical, um, almost like hide a QR code at the smallest little corner. It looks like a dot. And people hardly notice. You could scan that and be like, oh, this is like the actual ledger. This is who owns it currently. This is how much they bought it for. And metal would be uh, one opportunity or one way of doing that. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. That's right. That actually that. could work. <clears throat> yeah. You know, Embed um, it somehow in another into the actual image that that's now like the QR code equivalent. And then you'd be able to just forever on people would be able to like scan it and know who built, who made it, when they made it, who's bought it, how much they bought it for, you know, where all it's been. I don't know. It's just I like that. Yeah. I like that. Something's going to come like that where you can, because that's one thing in the art industry that I noticed, I would still consider myself an outsider, uh, just a, uh, a hopeful collector someday is um, it's like, you know, how do you understand the value without having some type of historical uh, you know, record of it? So where would you describe yourself now since you've, uh, you know, you're starting to get more commissions. People are, are calling you, uh, you're getting inbound sales basically. Um, so yeah. And that's changed since I talked to you like six months ago. So where would you describe yourself now and kind of how in the past few years did you get there through like working? You know um, again, just, I think the number one thing is being driven, being, being inspired and being committed to quality, you know? So I was driven, I was inspired to take pictures to begin with because it's fun. And um, creating that art inspired a few people to see it. And this is before my Instagram. One of those people is uh, David Comey, who's a local attorney, super cool guy, good friend of mine now. And um, he, we were hanging out at a club uh, uh, on 6th Street and he saw, I was showing him some pictures that I had taken on my phone and altered just a little bit. And he was like, you know, if I get a new office, which I think is going to end up happening, I would really like to put some of your artwork, this type of stuff, this stuff on my walls. Um, and when it came time to actually putting the artwork on his walls, actually, he actually ended up getting the office. Um, that pushed me to the next level to make sure that this work was solid. And so I had to redo some pieces um and got prints redone so that you know the first print they look good but it didn't look great and mm -hmm. to me if you're charging somebody real money for art it better it, it better wow them right like it better wow me you know like if it doesn't wow me it's probably not going to wow them and if it and so the first print that i got uh was a set of three and i actually have that print right one because 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 i had them redone so all the screw-ups are in my house 
<laughs> so, say, so I have yeah. the screw up to show you here, uh, which is it, again, it isn't bad, right? But right. it's not good enough to, you know, to have passed along. And here's that piece. Is that a uh, light to a car by chance? You're a smart person. You're like the first and only person to get that right off the bat. Really? Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Well, what about it did you not like? Was it too reflective or? Yeah, it's too reflective. Okay. It was, it, yeah, the print it itself sense. was too reflective and it had this little bit of like warble in the print. I don't know if you can see as I turn the light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's like not 100% flat. Right. Yeah. No, you it's like got that. this little bit of texture to it. Yeah. I didn't like that. No. I, I, I didn't like that at all. I, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good enough to, in my opinion, pass along to the customer. Yeah. So and just a note to everybody, I'm sure they already know that that means your profit went down. Um, well, thank right. God, Bay Photo, okay. who happens to be awesome. Okay. Shout uh, out to Bay Photo. Bay Photo reprinted it because I wasn't happy. Now, Is Bay Photo local? No, they're in California. Okay. They're the, they're, they're the best, the, I would say one of the best printers out there if, and, and the, their customer service is second to none. That's um, so important is customer service. Cause they want good customer service for you. You want good customer service. Well, I guess it starts with you want good customer service for your customers and they understand that, you know, they could be empathetic. I mean, it's the key to business. You can, yeah, it's so important customer service, being professional eye contact all the way through to like, you know, the material that you send, you know, the actual work that you're doing, you want it all just to be, uh, you know, focused on what your customer's actually going to be experiencing and then working backwards from there. And I think, uh, yeah, uh, if people can, even if their art isn't that great or whatever product they have, if their customer service is outstanding, the people go for that all the time. They want to be treated well. That's, that's exactly right. And these guys were awesome. And That's so they, awesome. they basically heard my concerns. I sent them the picture and showed them, you know, how it looked and, and that it was textured. And I thought it was going to be 100% flat, like glass almost, mm -hmm. or plastic, and, um, or metal for that matter. And so they redid it. And it came off beautiful, flat, in a, a slightly different, more matte finish. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a three-piece three that is on the... Um, uh, conference room wall uh, that's of awesome. uh, David Comey's office. That's and, awesome. you know, it's really, really neat because they tell me about how it's such a conversation piece that, that all, you know, after people are done talking about legal stuff, that they get up onto this art on the wall and they start asking, what is that? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's funny that you guessed it right off the bat because. David is a personal injury attorney. Most of their cases involve motor vehicles. So the fact that this is actually the headlight. That's pretty cool. Of, of my Jeep, actually. Which is <laughs> Your Jeep's a star. Did. Yeah. Um, it's your model. You know, and, and, I, and I, you know, I changed the colors a bit. And anyway, so the three piece, one of them's greenish, one of them's purple. Oh, bluish purple and gold they're actually hanging way up on the wall over there um but that is you know that's important and like so i i i brought these prints 
to them to show them uh, what the actual art was going to look like. But I said, you know, it's not up to my quality on the printing process. So we're going to do, they're redoing it. And when I showed them this, they were like, I don't, I don't think there's really anything wrong with it. I was like, yeah, but wait till you see the other ones and compare them. So when I brought the other ones in, they saw the difference. Said, oh yeah, that, that looks better. That's really cool. You know? So again, if you push yourself as an artist and you go to the next level for the clients, you know, um, if a client says, Hey, can you do that in a slightly different color? Like as long as it's digital. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be glad to, you know? Yeah. I just recently got a commission for two pieces where they were very, very similar themes, uh, of these, um, power lines, electrical wires and power lines that I like to do architectural type stuff. And they asked, one of them was sort of bluish. The other one was sort of greenish. And they said, can you make them both this color, the bluish color? I don't, absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. So I changed this to green, from the green to the blue and matched them. And now they've That's got awesome. a pair. Yeah. You know? uh, you, obviously, if, if that was art, paint on canvas, I wouldn't have been able to really do that. But mm-hmm. anyway. So uh, with David Comey, after you've installed all their pieces, um, I understand you got paid pretty well from that. Um, it was, you know, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say it was, it was, you know, like I wasn't like I hit the lotto or anything. The Doge lotto. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, um, it was, put it this way, I was thankful that that I was able to get that done. And I was thankful that I was able to have my first, um, I would say my first digital print sale be uh enough to pay a couple months of my mortgage put it that way that's awesome and so were you able my, to... that's my net that was my net you know something <clears throat> it was, right so that was cool good you know, so it bought it you some to... some form of a runway to be able to kind of dig back in and find more customers and grow your business from there well i will tell you this i spent every dime i actually i didn't actually spend it on mortgage right. i spent every <clears throat> dime from that i made on that gig on equipment to do more gigs better. That's awesome. So like, for example, I bought a a new lens for my camera, which was almost a third of the entire profit from the gig. One lens. One lens. That was, you know, and um, uh, in fact, this is that lens. (laughs) Okay, that's a Mamba Jamba. Of a lens, that's huge. Yeah. So you know, this is my video camera, which I actually have this photo lens on. But this particular lens is great for stills, uh, and I've done a lot of stills with that lens. That's a Sigma fourteen millimeter prime, super wide angle, but it doesn't look fisheye. It just like if you want to take. So I like to take pictures of things and make them kind of stretched out. And mm-hmm. um, here's an example of. Some of some of those types of things. Oh, that's awesome. I really like that one. Yeah, that's sick. I could stare at that all day. I love the angles. So this is one of the fuck-ups that, again, another print that did not go to David's office. David ordered this print for his, his uh, break room. Um, but when I got it, 
I realized I screwed up with this. So, so I did another print for him that is really similar, but in my opinion, better than this. And Bay Photo, again, they didn't completely cover the cost, but they did give me uh, a discount because I called them and said, hey, man, I, I, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to keep this piece for myself, but I need to get another one for the client. So they gave me a discount. That's awesome. The, uh, the difference between the one that he ended up getting was the orange on his is a little bit darker, just a little darker. Like right now, I don't know how it's translating on the screen, but it's kind of light. It's a little darker on the one that he got. And also right. it's a little, hopefully a little more burnt orange and commitment to quality is this started as a photograph. And I don't know if you noticed, but the line of the cable, this cable did not completely go I didn't see because my I'm like half blind. I didn't see that like this didn't go all the way around right on my computer screen, and um, and that there wasn't one here as well. Right. So I ended up basically creating and redoing um, and yeah. and making sure that this line went all the way around, and then adding a line that went all the way and looked natural all the way down here. And then changing the hue of the and the of the orange, and uh, again showed them both of them side by side, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, way better." Like, mm-hmm. like, so all the screw ups are what covers the walls in my house, and I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what <clears throat> What software do you use for editing all your photos and your work? Just Photoshop. Um, I use I use Photoshop mainly. I use mm-hmm. iPhoto. For some okay. things, um, it usually starts in iPhoto a little bit, and then I will export and go to Photoshop, and then I will um, export out of Photoshop and go back into iPhoto. Some what I've noticed is that by exporting out of one program and into another, um, instead of even though I could do the same thing that I'm doing in both programs in one program, by doing it by affecting it first in this program and then sending it as an exported file to this other program changes the reaction of that second program. And uh, by going back and forth actually creates a really cool effect unto itself. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. You know, because I'm constantly readjusting contrast, saturation, brightness, contrast, saturation. Oh, right, right, right. Like you reset it basically. You know, exactly. Reset it without resetting it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's like going to level 11. Yeah, yeah. The, from Spinal Tap. Yeah, exactly. This one goes to 11. That's, that movie, That's, I got to watch it again soon. This goes to 11. I'll tell you what, this camera goes to 11. It looks like it goes to 12. It does. <laughs> 61 megapixels. Damn. So it's like your iPhone is 12. This is like, yeah. Wait a minute. This is the size of the picture. This is like, you know, five times the size of a iPhone photo. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Take pictures of things. And man, whenever I went down to Mexico, um, I didn't pack my camera. I just thought like I'd get broken or stolen or something. And sure enough, whenever I got to my uh, hotel, the first thing I reached for was the camera. And the whole four months I was down there, I was just like, dude, 
why did I not bring the camera? Like that was the dumbest thing ever. So I'm just taking photos from my phone. Just like, man, I love going out, like almost like you're hunting and go yeah. out with your camera and just walk the streets, find some cool stuff, take some photos, especially in Austin. I did that like a year ago, I just rented a scooter and drove around the, with my camera and just took a bunch of photos on the UT campus. Uh, it's enjoyable, man. It's an enjoyable thing, but I mean, I can turn it into a career like you. <laughs> So check this out. This is um, this actually just got installed last week because um, it's really big, and we were trying to find a professional installer to install it in David's office. But it's a photograph that I tricked in a few different programs, um, and then had printed forty inches by. I believe it's 40 by 70 um, and it's on metal with an acrylic front. And this is, we just hung this actually me and my buddy ended up doing the hanging. And um, this is, so you can see like, okay. Can you see that? Yeah, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is awesome. I love the purple. You can see the size of it. Uh huh. Does he sit there? No. Uh, so it's a <laughs> behind the thing, you know. But uh, anyway, um, but what I was gonna say is, is like you know, he didn't just pick stuff that I had already done. I, I had to create things that wowed him, that were inspired by him, you know. So it was really an interactive process. Um, it wasn't just. I mean, there was a few pieces that he saw that he really liked that I had already done, but um, one, two, three, the headlight was something that I did for him. I wasn't intending he was going to like it so much. I was actually on my way to go take some other abstract pictures for him and just as to see if he would like it. And I was picking up something at my mom's house. And when she went in to go get it, I took a picture of the front of my headlight because I was bored. It took me three seconds and ended up with this frame that looked pretty cool. And then when I went to his office later on, I said, what do you think about this? And he was like, Oh, that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And then I showed his interior decorator who said, who had the idea to do a three piece. And she said, give me three of those in different colors. So I tinted them so that they all looked metallic but that they were different hues of metallic That's and awesome. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. an interactive process and, yeah. and I wasn't really honestly looking at the clock at all. It's just, I got a great opportunity to yeah. put 12 pieces on this guy's walls that are, he's like, you know, a pretty well-known local attorney and yeah. it's got a big time office and people see it. Yeah. And yeah. now when I go over there and have lunch, it's just the most fun because all these people are telling me, Oh my God, there was somebody here the other day that, and all these people playing these guessing games of what is that on the wall? Right. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would actually say he's probably the most, I mean, just for the average person in, in Austin, he doesn't know any lawyers. He's the most identifiable lawyer. Like I saw him down on sixth street one day or somewhere downtown. 
And I was like, that's the guy from the, from the, on the way from Houston to Austin, there's a billboard. Yeah. Yeah, billboard. And I was like, that's the cool lawyer. He was riding a, a, uh, one of those scooters and he was with someone else. And I was like, that's so awesome. Man. I saw him. So I feel he was like a snow leopard, you know? So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely, uh, I just, so have you gotten very many like, uh, opportunities yet from, you know, having so many, I would imagine other lawyers coming into his office, um, kind of a white collar business, you know, have you found any, um, or have you received any commissions or anything along those lines from that yet? Not for, not for lawyers. Um, some of actually, uh, one of the attorneys that works there, um, is wanting me to, he's commissioning me to create a tattoo. He wants, he wants me to do a tattoo, uh, design for him. Um, So that's actually the third person to request me doing tattoo designs. So you'll just design a tattoo and then they'll find the Yeah, they'll go get it tattooed on their body. But I'm like flattered that people would want my art tattooed on their body. Yeah, that's a different level. You know, um, so so that's cool. Um, He has a doctor friend that um, um, is interested in having me do some stuff, but I haven't really... We neither one of us have have pursued the next level of that discussion, um, and I think we're going to end up probably catching up face to face and talking more about it at David's um, grand opening party. Because even though his office now has been okay. open open for a year, um, there was a couple of design elements that were being installed that weren't ready up until recently. Two of them, oh, okay was number one, that metal print that just went on the wall of the conference room mm-hmm. because the person who was supposed to hang it was this gentleman who's a carpenter from South America who was installing an entire bar, like a full-on Irish pub, in the law firm. So he's got this secret room way down. It's not really secret. He shows everybody the, right. the bar now. But... It, you would never know there was a bar there unless somebody showed you behind this wall is this full on, like you're in like an Irish pub. Short it's ceilings. Got, and you got like the armrests on the, it's got the like a full bar. Yeah. It's got like an overhang above the bar. It's got stained glass windows in there. It's got, you know, That's refrigerator awesome. sink. I mean, it's like, it's got big stools and, wall sconces and it's like just completely different decor because the rest of the office looks like an office it's like right. fluorescent lights and cubicles and you know whatnot and this you go behind the curtain and it's like you know oh, forest man. green like racing british racing green walls and oh that's awesome you know that's pretty cool yeah i bet they get a lot of use out of that too i've heard i've heard oh, anyway. enjoy uh, a little bit of alcohol Oh yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think anybody has actually sipped a beverage out of that bar yet because oh, really? again, really. it was just a kind of an idea. And then they, you know, we put the metal print on. So the guy who was installing the bar had to go to South America and ended up staying there because he's oh, really? from there and he had family there. So he ended, he ended up never coming back and finishing the bar. So <laughs> for, it took That's like hilarious. a year to get it done. And they had to hire other carpenters to finish it. And they finally got them and it's finally done. And then finally last week we went and hung the metal picture on the wall and that's finally done. So I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be probably the official grand opening party soon. 
and I'll probably and I'll be there and be excited to meet yeah people, people. that will be talking about the art on the walls and yeah that's, that's exciting pretty sure gonna be a good way to get some new gigs for yeah art commissions yeah that is awesome <laughs> uh so last question that I wanted to hit and just to, to wrap everything up for the for the listeners I'm just curious from your experience what what would you say is the most important skill set and or business practice that has helped you build your brand. You've already mentioned excellence, making sure that customer service on your behalf is uh, the best it can be. But beyond that, maybe something with um, uh, networking or how you manage your finances, you know, or other you know kind of soft skills, you know, personality traits. What would you say overall would be maybe your top top three things that have, you can attribute to uh, your rising success? Um, I think I covered it a little earlier, but to kind of reiterate, um, I would attribute my, my, my recent growing success to, um, my love for what it is that I do. Number one, you got to be passionate and committed to what it is that you're into. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think be your own worst critic you know, to judge yourself right. somewhat harshly, but, you know, so again, it's like uh, that stems from my commitment to quality, you know? Um, and that I think is the very first and foremost thing to do is make sure that what you're putting out there is great. At least you think it's great. And, and then when you see other people react, then, you know, Oh, okay. It's confirmed by other people. Right. And if I see one person love what I do, that's cool. If I see 10 people out of 40 flip out over what I'm doing, I'm blown away. Mm -hmm. And that make that's even more motivation. But anyway, back to the point is, is, is commitment to your own personal passion, commitment to quality, um, willing to be flexible with opportunities that come up whether it's charging, allowing people to pay over time or um, figuring out more cost-effective ways to meet someone's needs to make their walls look great, you know? Um, because my work is digital, I have the ability to do that where I understand people who put paint to canvas on a regular basis, like I do as well, but not as much. They're more limited. So, but uh, besides that, um, you know, and on the financial side, yeah, I think giving people uh, terms, you know, is a good idea. I think I recommend trying to cover your costs up front. Right. So, I, I, you know, I would say to my, my clients going forward, um, you know, I'll be happy to put you on terms, but this, this amount needs to be caught, uh, paid for up front. Right. That's going to be the hard cost. Right. I'll, I'll wait for my profit. You know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't like to, but like I was saying earlier, I'll give people an opportunity to either pay one price if they're paying cash on the barrel when it's ready to go, or second price uh, is basically terms, which would be like they're paying the cost up front, and then you're going to wait a little while for maybe two more months for the uh, for the final payments and two payments. You know, uh, and then there's if someone says, Hey, you know, um, I'm not here to haggle. I'll, I'll pay you your top dollar, but 
you know, can I make smaller payments over six months or something like that? I mean, I'd rather offer someone those opportunities than say no, because you're also losing out on the promotion of somebody having your art and telling people about it or being seen by individuals or business people, especially if it's in a commercial place. Right. If some yep. local restaurant here wanted to put my art on the wall and pay it off over a year, if they were paying enough for it, I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So being flexible and then obviously having a passion. Cause yeah, well, that just goes for everybody. <clears throat> no matter what Every- you're doing, if you're not passionate about it, there's something else out there that you will be. You'll find more success. And even if you don't find a ton of financial success or whatever, you'll probably be happier. You know, I mean, this thing that excellent my day. This just makes my day. And like, you know, getting taken out for a few free lunches by yeah, the attorneys, right. yeah. you know, it's like we just have a great time. And we just, yeah. we talk, they talk about the art, we talk about art, they talk about just the reactions that people have. It's just so much fun, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I, jealous, I'll say, because I mean, that's why I think I remember back in college, just people like, Oh, what do you want to do for a living? And I'd always have a fun, like if, if, if you, if this was like your third life, right. So you already first life took things seriously. The second one, you went really hard, became like a lawyer and changed human rights or whatever. And then the third one, what, what would you really, really want to do? Cause that's probably what you should be doing. And uh, dude, everybody says they want to be an artist. So to actually be an artist that could pay their bills and do their thing. I I've just always looked up to that because it gets to be creative constantly. And like you said earlier, not really checking out like the time, and whenever you're not looking at the time and you're just in a flow and your stomach aches because you're hungry and you're a little tired, but you don't give a damn because you want to make sure that this thing is perfect and you just work, work, work. It just feels so good. It feels so incredible, man. So That's I'm jealous. It. And, you know, I'll get into a picture and like, you know, uh, I'll, I might like probably get a lot done before dinner and then dinner comes and then instead of going and watching television, I will like literally put on like an entire album and just walk around my creative space with screen up full screen, looking at this picture. Yep. Yep. I and, feel and just, yeah. Like walking around and just looking at it and just looking, enjoying it and listening to music and, you know, and looking at it. And then if there's something that bugs me, all of a sudden the music stops when I go in there and I'm like make an adjustment yeah. And then re-export that. And I end up with like nine new versions on my desktop by the end of the night, you know, mm-hmm. and and I have to, then the next day, it's the whole process. Okay. we next morning. I got my right. coffee, go back through, look at the pictures. Well, I like the last one I did. Okay. That's the best. That's the best one. Cool to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I save all the others. Cause you never know. I may want to mess with those, but right. I've got yeah. this one now and that goes in the, in the good folder. And, and then I pop it up on Instagram and and then I usually retitle it on Instagram. Like the, they, they get almost get they usually get their names when I'm posting them on Instagram. Just right there in the moment. Right there in the moment, I think of a name like, uh, and I don't think of it too deeply. Right. I, I kind of like whatever first thing that comes to mind. It's usually like quick, quick within those zones because mm-hmm. I don't want to spend too much time being too clever. If it if it just flows out, great. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, and then, and then there's a whole other element of fun when you post it on Instagram and, and then I'll notice, like, I'll know if, 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 if it's a hit or not, because I can see the amount of likes that come in at the speed they come in. Mm-hmm. And I know now that in the first three minutes, I can tell 
if it, how many probably likes I'll have within two days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. If if it if they trickle in in ten minutes or whatever, I'm like, okay, this is gonna it's gonna be one of my duds. Right. But it's funny because like this was one of those duds. This one didn't bang. Uh, right I died to the, the Instagram people. Yeah, maybe not to everybody. Though. Maybe not on Instagram so much, but right. but you know, people seeing it in real life or that's moving. the thing, man. Seeing stuff in real life, tangible in front of your face, the textures, everything—it's a whole different experience. It's a much better experience, obviously. So, if, if listeners want to follow you or learn more about you, where can they go? Curtis Cole Art on Instagram. Okay. Uh, uh curtis cole art on facebook curtiscole.com and uh pretty soon there's going to be a um curtis cole art youtube page coming up with all kinds of fun videos of uh all sorts of different things one of the things i'm going to be launching on there is curtis cole art cooking i'm going to be doing some like an alternative cooking show with art. I'm going to be actually making some recipes of famous artists in history. Wow. That is super interesting.